Hey, Fro. Hey. How did Reese eat her ice cream? I don't know. Witherspoon. <laughs> On this week's Another Digital Citizen, we will talk of News of the Week. First, three Best Pictures Oscar films, Get Out, Lady Bird, and Shape Water. Another digital review of Winchester. And we will laugh along with Alone Together, Episode 4. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen. Welcome to uh, another Digital Citizen episode 122. That means that we have done 122 episodes, look. I believe that's correct. Yes, 122. Or, or, or have we actually done 122 episodes? No, no we have. 121, and we're just starting, we're starting this one. But when people listen yeah. to this... To them, we will have had done 122. So, depends on which side of the side of the uh, spectrum you're on, I guess. <gasps> what side of the spectrum are you? <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, good. Another quick week, I think, because the Super Bowl uh, on Sunday, and then. Uh, I, whenever we have some event on Sunday, it makes the week go by a lot faster. So yeah, 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 yeah. I feel this as well. I slept all Monday. <laughs> it's been I didn't sleep all. Monday. Crazy nice here. It's been in like the upper fifties, lower sixties uh, in the beginning of February, which is very weird. But I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. It's nice weather. It's just very strange. Uh, okay, and I can look outside the window, and I can go. S- and say fuck you, Luke, for telling me that I have <laughs> minus fifteen Celsius and snow. Minus fifteen. Wow. Yep. And yeah. snow. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking out for that. Like, global warming is terrible, but right now I'm not hating it so much because it's pretty nice outside. The global warming in Norway is like they. Uh, the global war warming decide to go, nah, let's skip Norway. <laughs> I just don't think it's let's gotten there the... yet. It hasn't gotten that that yeah. far north yet. <laughs> like, like, let's skip it. It's too it's too cold in Norway to do the global warm, warming. It probably just stopped in Sweden and, and it got 
lost in an Ikea, <laughs> is what happened. It was lost in an Ikea in Sweden. <laughs> Aww. Did you hear that the, the the maker the maker of IKEA sounds like he made it up? Uh, the the what do you call it when someone make a company? Yeah, he founded a company, I guess. I mean, made a company. Yeah, the founder. That, that's what it is. The founder yeah. of IKEA. Yes. <laughs> the founder of IKEA is dead. I did not know that. I I think he died last week or this week. I'm not sure. Did they yeah. have to put his casket together? But um, boom. Hey, are you ready for this week's uh, the book of Margaret? Oh yeah, let's do it. I've been on a roll kind have... of the last few weeks getting the first one right, so let's see if I get it again. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. It's top ten masked superstars. Masked superstars. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, the first one in my mind is pretty obvious, but let me like kind of whittle this down here. Um, yeah, I guess I gotta go Rey Mysterio. That is correct. Aha! Aha! Trying to think of who else would be in there. I guess Vader, Kane, probably those two would be in there. Yeah. Uh, you want to guess for number two? It's uh, none of them. It's none of them. Um, no. What was Hulk Hogan called when he had a mask on? Something no. Mr. America, Captain America? Uh, yeah, no, it's not him. No, I don't know then. We, we have to go pretty far back. He debuted in 1965. <laughs> Can help us. Uh, Mr. Wrestling? Mil Mascaras. Ah, okay. Yeah, alright. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Number three is Kane, as you said. Number four is kind of funny. Jushin Thunder Liger. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, number five is Mankind. Number six is Ultimate Dragon, or Ultimo Dragon, as they call it. Uh, number seven is Vader. <laughs> I don't really get that. Vader didn't have a... Well, is it a mask? Well, it was just as much of a mask as Mankind's mask was. So, yeah. Uh, true. Number eight is uh, Sin Cara. Number nine is the Hurricane. Hmm. Starting and... to get really thin there at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And number ten is the Patriot. Yeah. Uh, he has, yeah, alright. I'll go with yep. him. I don't mind him. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, like, Aldo Montoya in there or anything, so, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Margaret, uh, my lovely girlfriend, for that fantastic book that I definitely not lost behind my sofa this week. Nope, not me. Not me at all, Luke. No, I don't remember that happening, nope. yeah. Did you ever nope. hear the story? I think it was Mil Mascaras. Mil Mascaras, like, I want to say it was in the 60s, uh, was invited to the White House to meet the president, and the Secret yeah. Service wanted him to take his mask off, and he wouldn't take his mask off. Uh, 
and I think he ended up not meeting the president. Uh, or maybe wow. he met the because president. He didn't but want to take his mask I think he ended up meeting the president, but they, they just said, okay, you can leave your mask on. But yeah, the guy was serious about oh. the luchador thing. He would like shower in his mask and everything. No. Shower? Mm-hmm. Really? That, those were the oh. stories. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> I think well, that. When he met his wife, his wife has never seen him without a mask. Right. It's like like leaving a condom off. Exactly. Or on. Yeah. His whole life, they never, nobody ever saw him. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's John Cena, <sighs> you silly goose. <laughs> John Cena really is the ultimate luchador. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see him. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, let's talk about uh, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Raw was a big pile of meh. I uh, think. Raw. <laughs> Don't remember. SmackDown I really liked, no. though. I really liked SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown, I SmackDown that. was amazing this week. I was just going to say that. Oh, I love the AJ style storyline they're doing there, for example. And it was so funny with the... Uh, with, uh, uh, doing a spoof on a spoof. They did a spoof on a spoof on SmackDown. That's pretty good when you do a spoof on a spoof. What are you talking about? Uh, when, who was it? Uh, one of the tag team uh, titles were backstage and did a spoof on Resango uh, Fashion Files. Did I miss yeah. that? I don't. I it mustn't. I didn't see that. So hmm, maybe oh. it just wasn't in the copy I watched or whatever. Strange. Yeah. Hey, you and me, we, we watched uh, Super Bowl together this week. Well, most of it. Fro fell asleep, but that's not unusual for Fro <laughs> in pay per views or sporting events. I fall asleep at uh, at sporting events at uh, six o'clock in the fucking morning. Right. That is so strange. <laughs> it's almost like I have been awake all day and then have to be awake in the middle of the night to watch sporting events. So strange. Uh, but it was a good game overall. I don't. We don't like football. We're, uh, we no. don't really. I don't ever. I. This was the first football game I watched all year. Uh, that's not actually true. I watched some football during Thanksgiving, but that was just kind of in in the background while I was doing Thanksgiving with the family. But. As far as a full but full it, football game, this is the full, only one I watched all year, and it was actually pretty good. So, it was really good, actually. Yeah, uh, but uh, here here's here's th- one thing uh, for people that think I just saw like ten percent. I, I watched up till the last forty minutes. Something like so. that. Sure. Lots of people were happy that the Patriots didn't win. Philadelphia was almost destroyed. Afterwards, I don't know if you saw any of the videos or anything yes, out there. I did. Uh, oh. I think it could have been worse. I know the police were ready for it to happen, so. But I saw a video of some. Uh, it was a hotel. It was like outside the hotel. There was an awning on the hotel, and there was all these people up on top of the awning, uh, and it collapsed underneath them. They all like went down. Like I don't know. They must have fell like fifteen feet or something. Maybe like thirty or forty people. Mm. So. Somebody had to have gotten hurt in that scenario, but uh, overall, it's pretty good, I guess. I mean, for football, I don't understand why. 
that's the strange part. You can riot over a football game whether you win or lose, and it's reported as, oh, look at them, they're just football fans. But if you riot over social change, then uh, the media comes out and calls you a criminal. Very strange yeah. how that works. Yeah, it's not criminal when you're a football fan. Remember that. You go and murder people. People will not even call you murderer. We'll just say, oh, he's a football fan. <laughs> maybe not as 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 uh, dramatic as that, maybe. Well, I don't know. Think about all the f- soccer fans, like the <laughs> hooligans that have gotten in massive fights, and then people have ended up dying, and uh, people get in trouble, but they always, in the media, it's always, oh, those crazy f- soccer fans, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, by the way, it's not called soccer. I I will never admit that it's called soccer. You can please stop calling it soccer. It's football. It will always be football. Well, it's a little hard to have that discussion when we're also talking about American football. We kind of have to distinguish between <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> okay, then we can call your sport American football, but holy shit, stop calling it soccer. It's not soccer, it's football. <laughs> well, the, uh, whatever... 10 years I played it when I was younger, I called it soccer, so yeah. it's kind of in my head. Oh, stop it. Stop it! <laughs> Americans. Yeah, you and me, we watched Super Bowl, but mostly for the commercials. There were some funny commercials there with Danny DeVito as an M&M. That was a good commercial. Yeah, Anyone there were some good commercials, remember? and we played our favorite game that we play every year. Is it a car commercial or is it not it's a car commercial yeah. and, and there then, was one um, where fro was like oh they're making a new jurassic park movie and i said nope that's a jeep commercial and it ended up totally <laughs> being a jeep commercial yeah yeah uh we saw we saw a trailer for uh, a new netflix uh, movie that i know both of me look watched this week called uh, The Cloverfield Paradox. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> because I remember when we were watching it, you said when we saw Dodge commercial, hey, that is a racist commercial. Well, actually what I happened was that. we watched it and everybody was silent through the whole commercial. Yeah. And then Fro said, what do you guys think about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went, huh, what do you think about that? And Luke goes, that was kind of racist. I was like, yeah. I didn't say racist. I said it was offensive, is Offensive, what I said. yeah. Because it's not yes. really racist per se, but it is no, offensive. No, it's racist. It's offensive, yeah. But yeah, Dodge, uh, uh, Martin Luther King Super Bowl special sparks criticism. Uh, Dodge aired a commercial for its Ram series uh, during Sunday's Super Bowl, featuring a, a portion of a ceremony from Reverend Martin Luther King uh, that have drawn a backlash on social media. The discussion uh, to allow uh, King's sermon to be used was uh, made by his estate. The ad begins by nothing by nothing that uh, uh, King delivered uh, the sermon known as the Drum Major Instinct of February 1968, 
50 years ago today and same sermon delivered at the same year he was assassinated king also advised people not to spend too much on cars that's kind of funny i listened to that part <laughs> of the speech there's a part in the speech where it talks about the evils of advertising and how yeah. you shouldn't just follow the the drumbeat of what everybody like you know keep it up with the joneses and uh worrying about getting a new car you can't afford uh, just because mm-hmm. advertisers tell you to. That's in the speech used by a car company in a commercial. But they used a different part of the speech. So, But yeah, no, this is so... Oh. Uh, but I, I want to... I want uh, to continue. Uh, uh... His sermon was delivered at uh, a Baptist church in Atlanta when he was pastor. And there's a lot of, it's it's like uh, the grace. This uh, there's a lot of Bible references. And what did you you said something about? I'm sure you talked about cars in that sermon or something. You may, you were making a joke, and then we find out afterwards that he actually did talk about cars in his sermon. <laughs> right. Well, at the time, I, you, you, I said it was offensive, and you were kind of yeah. like, I don't understand. Like, why is it offensive? And mm-hmm. I, it's not pointed out in any of these articles. In fact, I there's multiple articles about this commercial and how uh, people were offended by it, and the reasons people were offended by it. A lot of people just pointing out, uh, how dare you use Martin Luther King's. Uh, speeches uh, to try to sell cars. That's one of the reasons people are offended. But to me, when I saw it, the first thing I was offended by, well, you know, uh, let's watch it, and then we'll and we'll talk about it. In three, two, one, play. Got like football players and architects and fishermen and cowboys, mm-hmm. teachers. I don't know what that is. Then the ram. That definitely looks like the military right there. Some mountain yep. climbers. I don't know why these and people. And someone are... moving church. I don't know why you would need to move a church like that. And then looks like the military. Marines. Giving out food, then a firefighter, football players, girl, someone hugging. But yeah, it's, the, it's, the last it's, person is a soul. The last yeah. thing you see is a soldier, uh, soldier hugging, hugging his kid. kid. And this whole thing yeah. from Martin Luther King is, uh, it's it's about serving, and so mm-hmm. there in a way equating his speech about service to serving in the military because they show multiple times and the very last thing you see in this commercial is somebody in the military. Um, Right. When Martin Luther King was adamantly against going to war or the military in and of itself, he was very much uh, against the Vietnam War and people want you to forget that? They want you to remember Martin Luther King for his civil rights stuff, and that's important. 
but they want you yeah. to forget that he was very much anti-Vietnam War. Uh, it's it, you know it's retconning history, and not only are they trying to get you, you to believe that he was for the military, but they're also trying to sell you a truck at the same time. It's incredibly mm. offensive. Uh, talking about uh, <laughs> failed, failed, uh, failed <laughs> uh, attempts on marketing. Uh, Doritos made for her. In a re- recent interview, Indrea uh, uh, Nui. The CEO of global giant PepsiCo said her company is trying to solve women's last favorite thing about least. Doritos. Least, sorry, favorite thing uh, about Doritos by developing a version of their snack specially for designed towards women. In a recent interview, like I said, in uh, with uh, uh, WNC. NYCS Freakonomics. Uh, Nui discussed different ways that men and women eat chips. Men lick their fingers with great glee. Uh, and when they reach the bottom of the bag, they pour out little pieces into the mouth because they uh, don't want any of their uh, taste loose of their favor. And broken chips in the bottom. Nui says women would love to do the same but they don't she continued they don't like to crunch too loudly in public they don't lick their fingers generously and they don't like to pour the little pieces and flavor into their mouth okay (laughs) right so uh, this was in an interview from the ceo (laughs) of the company that said this right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. You would assume that she knows what she's talking about being the CEO of the company, right? But we get an update yesterday. Uh, this one out, and just now is kind of becoming big news. Uh, PepsiCo came out with a response to uh, her interview because people found out about this and were somewhat uh, offended because offended. Yes. they're pegging women as one thing like they have this is how women do things and people are offended by that uh because guess what some women do just dump uh the (laughs) bottom of the chip bag into their mouth that happens so uh uh, but the update uh pepsico uh said on social media uh after the interview um the reporting on specific Dorito products for female consumers is in- inaccurate. We are already uh, we already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos, and they're enjoyed by millions of people every day. At the same time, we know the needs and preferences continue to evolve, and we're always looking for new ways to engage and delight our consumers. Uh, Continued. It's not a male or female as much as there are snacks for women that can be designed and packaged differently. So they're, the beginning of this is saying, we are definitely not designing Doritos for women. And the end of it says, but we are designing the packages for women to, to try to yeah. market to them. So they're saying, uh, we're definitely not doing that, but we totally are 
definitely doing that. Do you know what I watched <laughs> when I came home, home from the movies uh, yesterday? I watched uh, Rocket Launch, SpaceX, Falcon, Heavy Rocket. Uh, SpaceX is mm, owned by uh, the guy behind Tesla, and he sent his own fucking car into space last night. And it was fucking amazeballs. <laughs> did you see this? Uh, yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Uh, I mean, the, the launch was pretty interesting. It it was a little anticlimactic for me, but it would, probably would have been more exciting if you were there live seeing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we talked about this flatter, uh, because when 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 this uh, rocket came out, we, I, I said to, to Margaret, because me and Margaret was watching this together, my girlfriend, and I said, like, look, the Earth, it's round! <laughs> Oh no! What will this the flat earthers says say now? And the, uh, we talked about last week. This flat earther uh, was trying to get his uh, rocket launch. Uh, what happened with his uh, second attempt? Uh, it failed. Uh, it, it says it failed. the rocket never took off. Uh, he re <laughs> when he had rescheduled his stunt for Saturday. We reported last week uh, mm -hmm. in a video filmed right after the launch was scrapped. He said uh, he hates to d disappoint everybody uh, and he was ready to do it, but something went wrong. Uh, <clears throat> it seems like uh, something happened with the actuator arm, like the thing that points the rocket up in the air is what it's sounding mm -hmm. like the problem was. Uh, they are going to reschedule again in for the, sometime in the future. So we'll keep an eye on if this happens uh, sometime uh, in the near future. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to follow this uh, if this guy actually does take off. I don't know, though. We'll see. Is, is this our new Nazi golden treasure train update thing that we will update every week? And and it will end in someone digging and finding absolutely nothing. Uh, it's possible, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I was re reading this Newsweek article, and and there's like join the discussion and things like that. And someone said, Tom, someone named Tom said it's almost like he's a moron and has no what and uh, no idea what he's doing. And someone uh, named Ingard said almost question mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is a moron and they put a about... picture of the uh, falcon x in in the yeah. article like comparing article. like this is yeah. what a rocket should look like when it takes should... off <laughs> you're like uh these hey. things don't really have anything to do with each other uh going back Talking to doritos about... real quick did you see the oh did you see the uh, tweets from people? I thought this one tweet I think was great. Okay. Uh, Sam Sammy Nichols says about the Doritos. Uh, uh, women, give us equal pay. Stop harassing us. Stop lit literally threatening our lives. Brands, how about uh, quiet Doritos for women? 
Women. No, that's... Brands. Snacks you can fit in your purse? What? No. Women say. Brands. A pen that can maybe fit comfortably in your little lady hands? Uh, very funny. Uh, that's funny. Talking about morons. Uh, Hawaii... Uh, man that sent alert said he was 100% sure the attack was real <laughs> and I, then I was like reading I was reading this like a former Hawaii state worker oh he was fired about you say what a surprise he sent the false missile alert last month said Friday that he was devastated causing a panic but he was 100% sure at the time that the attack was real. He said that he was on duty call and he received uh, on January 13th. Did not sound like a drill. All through the state official says other workers clearly heard the word exercise repeated several times. I don't think they were prepared for a missile He says CBS affiliate key... KGMB reports. I think the military should handle that, but at the point it is, no, we uh, weren't ready and we uh, could have been trained more. It's just a big failure of the system. <laughs> the man in his 50s uh, uh, spoke to reporters on the condition that he would not uh, condition that he would not be identified because he fears for safety after receiving threats. Sorry, <laughs> that's not funny. But it's a little like, eh. Uh, you don't think this is weird at all? Yeah. Think about this yeah. for a second, Fro. Think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. What? They had, they sent out the alert. It took them 30 to 40 minutes to, to say, oh, this is a fake this is a fake alert. Mm. When we had thought that they didn't know that this alert had gone out, right? So right. it took them 30 to 40 minutes to figure out it went out. But if you read this, they knew this was a drill. This changes the yeah. whole story of what happened. And yeah. nobody's talking about the fact that they knew it was a drill. They let it go out. They let it sit there for 40 minutes and everybody be terrified before they sent something out. But they knew the whole time. That's the weird part to me here that nobody seems to be noticing or talking about is they're changing the official story right here. I don't get it. So did I they really lie the first it. time when they told us they didn't yeah. know about it? And now they're saying they did know about it? I, I mean, I am I am I missing something or is everybody else missing something? No. I think it's everybody else. Okay. To be honest with you. I, it, lo it looks incredibly, incredibly different now than it did just a week ago. I think this, this like, uh, when I read this, like, I, I, I thought about the same fucking thing about you. And it, it, it looks ridiculous that they know, knew about this. Of course they knew about it. It's and they, there. And they said initially that they didn't. Right, so... Yeah. Yeah. They lied. Yeah, they lied. They lied. And nobody's saying, yeah. oh, by the way, they lied, and now they're changing their story. 
uh, yeah. until this guy came out who's, a, you know, he got fired, so he has no reason to, like, stick with their story. So, uh, you know, because he's not afraid of losing his job over saying something right. different. So I have every reason to believe that he's telling the truth, that he yeah, did yeah. 100% think it was real. Yeah. I believe it. Uh, if you have you been to the Guatemalan jungle, look. I have not. You have not. This uh, there's this sprawling Maya network discovered under the Guatemalan uh, jungle. I've seen the picture of it. Uh, it's the Maya city of Tancal, and it was found. Uh, and uh, underneath it, they say, uh, like underneath the rainforest, that they found more than 60,000 hidden Maya ru ruins. 60,000! Right. So That's eight, like one. More than 800 square miles of Mayan biosphere reserve. Yeah. So that's a lot of space. Like... This civilization was so much bigger than we initially thought, is what it's what it's yeah. looking like. But uh, uh, everything is turned on its head. Incan colleague, art color, just Thomas Garson told BBC. He believes the scale of the population destiny has been grossly underestimated and could be, in fact, three or four times greater than we previously thought. That is pretty amazing. And uh, we uh, there's a picture here uh, of how it could be. And it looks amazing. It says here, the total population at the time, at the time, you know, before they did these laser scans, because they took planes, they flew over the jungle and they did these laser scans to find these uh, ruins that it would take forever if you were just hiking through the jungle to find them, but it says that right. uh, the total time, the total population of the Mayan civilization, civilization was to be estimated at a few million, uh, based uh, on the new lidar data. Uh, they say it could be closer to ten million. So right, uh, you know, eight times as many maybe. Uh, yeah, and that saying like this civilization may have been. So much bigger than we initially thought. Uh, and that, uh, well, I think it must have been the Spanish that came in and killed them off. They killed a lot more people than we thought they did as well. They don't mention that in the article, but. Uh, hey, it looks maybe like we found a cancer vaccine. That is amazing. Researchers at Stanford University uh, School of Medicine made a breakthrough in new cancer uh, treatment experiment on on mice, eliminating tumors in mice. According to a study, injected two immune-stimulated agents directly into the tumors of mice can be eliminated all traces of cancers in the animals, including cases of uh, uh, distant, untreated, untreated metathesis. Yeah. 
slightly 7% of the uh, 90 ma- mouse, 87% of the mice were cured of cancer with this approach. Almost 90%. Right, that's yeah, that's really, huge. really good. And uh, according to the Telegraph, they're saying that uh, because this was so successful, they're going to start human trials uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, so we're already into the human trial stage of this. Uh, and it's looking like even for tumors that are pretty advanced, uh, this this would kill off the tumors as they're as they're growing even not just uh mm-hmm. before you because now the whole thing about cancer is you've got to find it before it it really gets bad otherwise you're screwed but this is saying they're saying that this uh 87 to 90 uh, out of nine uh to 90 percent of mice uh even with tumors uh that were advanced uh this would stop it so this is like i mean when you think of oh huge stories uh in uh that could happen in the future curing cancer is like in the top 10 you know next to time travel and uh flying cars you know what i mean like as far as advances in human civilization there's ai there's curing cancer there's uh finding a cure for the common cold and uh time travel like there's only certain so many things that it's like this is the next evolution of uh, humanity, you know what I mean? And this is, like, mm. one of them. Being able to cure cancer is, like, it's it's a big one. It's it's one of the biggest mm-hmm. things you could talk about in, in, in the news. And guess what? I've not seen this in the news anywhere in America. So, very weird. Mm. Especially since it's happening at an American university. Isn't that weird? Maybe the rest of the news is just waiting for it to be more confirmed, but I think eighty, you know, eighty-seven to ninety percent in mice is that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good information to go off of, uh, and we'll see what happens with these human trials, whether that works out or not. So, yeah. And least but not last, uh, uh, no, last but not least. Sorry, that was in the wrong order. Uh, the local. .no had some fun news this week. Uh, Norwegian flight carrying 60 plumbers turns back due to broken toilets. <laughs> Radar images of Norwegian flight DY1156 to Munich show that the aircraft changed route and landing back at Oslo. The flight, which uh, took off from airport at 9.34 on Saturday should uh, be due to landing in Munich at 11.45. But it turned out around near the Swedish border of Skagerrak Sea, flew north, then circled uh, before back at Oslo. And it was <laughs> turned around because uh, the plot, uh, twist plot here, is that uh, it had 60 plumbers in it <laughs> from the Rörköp company that was aboard on the on the on the plane and what was wrong with the plane look of course the toilet and the <laughs> CEO Frank Olsen 
uh, told the newspaper that uh, the passenger took the situation with good humor. We would gladly, we have gladly fixed the toilet, but most unfortunately be done from the outside. And we didn't want to take the chance of sending out a bomber at 10,000 meters. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, it's not much of a story, but it is it, it very ironic that you have that many plumbers, and the, <laughs> and the problem is that you have a broken toilet, right? And they didn't want to send out a plumber at the meters. <laughs> well, that's clearly just a joke because you couldn't even possibly do that. It's not. Oh, it's, unless uh, unless it was Mission Impossible, and he's like on the side <laughs> of the plane, like boom, 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 boom. Yes. <laughs> that would be so funny, though. Hey, we have a Facebook uh, group. You can join it. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, you can also email us on another digital citizen at gmail.com. And we have gotten an email I've heard some rumors about. Uh, yeah, we got an email from Tilly again. Uh, let's see. Tilly says, Hi guys, sorry for not emailing last week. I completely forgot. I'm hoping t uh, to be recording with you this week, but uh, as the day goes on, I'm getting more and more tired. And she's obviously not here, so <laughs> there you mm -hmm. go. Uh, I have two words for you guys this week. Pregnancy sucks with five, six exclamation points. <laughs> Make sure neither of you guys ever gets pregnant. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. Uh, this past two weeks has been mostly watching every episode of Su uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Watched uh, the last one last night, so I'm now stuck for things to binge watch. Uh, well, I could, I could mention about a million things for you to binge watch, but Rick and Morty mm -hmm. are currently uh, my main go-to, but I'm already on Series 3. Uh, Dick has moved in with me now, so we are very cramped, and I'm trying my hardest to get a uh, two-bedroom place. Uh, but with my disability, it has uh, it has to be a ground floor place here. And if you want a bungalow through the local authorities, a bungalow. We never say that here, but it's a good word. Uh, you have to ha have to be sixty pl uh, plus. Uh, and disabled, so we're stuck waiting for a two-bed ground floor flat to become available, and for me, be, for me to get to the top of the priority list. Uh, uh, I was tenth on the last list uh, that became available. Uh, so stressed, so stress has been a huge, uh, f massive factor in my life. Uh, and she kind of goes into some more. TV stuff, which we'll talk about in a second. RuPaul is back with another series of Drag Race All-Stars, so that made me very happy, and Hell's Kitchen finished, so I got caught up on about a month's worth of episodes uh, the other day. Uh, so I guess that's what she saw this week. Uh, she had a scan uh, last week, uh, the, a baby scan. Uh, the baby is now measuring... Head circumference, 296.9 millimeters. Uh, abdominal circumference, 271. Uh, estimated weight, 
three pounds, 11 ounces. Uh, she's 32 weeks and six days, uh, today out of 40 weeks. So I'm getting pretty big now. And the baby is finding all manners of ways to make me uncomfortable. Uh, his favorite is pushing his butt right up into my, uh, rib cage. So I can't breathe the little monkey. Anyway, Ooh. I've rambled a bit too long now. Sorry, guys. I missed you, and hopefully this email isn't needed because I'll be there recording. But I thought I'd send it just in case. Well, I'm glad you did, because you're not here recording. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what was the thing she said earlier? Oh, uh, things to binge watch. Right. Uh, any suggestions on things she should binge watch, bro? Um, Altered Carbon. <laughs> right on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, Netflix. Talk about that in a minute, I guess, because that came out this oh. week. I would suggest uh, I'm watching uh, Just Shoot Me right now, which is completely available on YouTube for free. So if you go to YouTube Ooh. and you look up Just Shoot Me full episodes, uh, every episode is on on there for free, and it's five oh. or six seasons. Uh, so there's plenty of content uh, if you want to watch yeah. Just Shoot Me. ER, it's a good show, many seasons. Sure, yeah, that's a good... Uh, I'm not a, I was never a fan of ER, but I'm. Uh, if you like the medical drama uh, shows, maybe Tilly does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else has been many seasons of? Uh, Sons of Anarchy, you can say. Uh, that's Sopranos. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Sopranos. Uh... It's many seasons. Arrested Development, if you haven't seen that. I don't Arrested know if you've Development. Seen that. Uh, Yes. Because they're going to come uh, out with a, a new season pretty soon as well. So, American Office? American Office, Office, yeah, is a good one if yeah. you haven't seen it. Sure. Yeah. There's a bunch of suggestions British there. We, what we mentioned there is probably five months worth, worth of content. So yes. Go out yes. and, and uh, search it, and it's all available out there on the internet. So you, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome, Tilly. <laughs> This has been the service of Luke and Trude. Right. If you need anything uh, else, or if anybody else is searching for something to watch, send us an yeah. email at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com, and we'll f figure out something, because uh, we've watched a lot of TV in our lifetime. So, yeah, we what? can help you out there. You and me have watched a lot of TV? Yes. No. No. Not you and me. I'm probably uh, one of the only people... Uh, to watch Petticoat Junction in completion in the last uh, <laughs> 10 years. Ten but years, I, I yeah. watched it, what, like two years ago, so. Yeah. Hey! What is the time for, Luke? Your favorite thing of the year! It's Eurovision! Whee! <laughs> oh, wait, that's not Arriba, really... Arriba! That's... <laughs> Don't think that's in Europe where they do that, so... Uh, are you ready? South American vision. Here we come. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Let's go to uh, the worst one first. Uh, let's take Albania. Uh, it is Eugent Bashapa with the song Mall. What did you think about this fantastic song? Uh, pretty average Eurovision song. Yeah. Uh, I liked 
I actually kind of like the band's style, and I like uh, the interaction, at least uh, in this video, which was a live video. Yeah. It wasn't a music video. Yeah. His interaction with the guitar player and him, I thought it made it feel like they were a band that really liked to play together. Uh, the song itself was very generic Eurovision pop, poppy kind of rock song, but I mean, it's it's a it's an uh, in Euro like I, I have to have my Eurovision goggles on me when I watch this, and in Eurovision, this is what I would call a tea break. It's it's not it's not atrocious, but it's not interesting enough to sit there and like concentrate on the song if you get what i mean it's like in in one ear and out the other uh, i think the man himself is pretty good at at singing i like his wet uh white dress the dress he was wearing in this video was really cool i like that uh the graphic is pretty okay the, the band is is uh, better than average uh, I think his voice is pretty okay as well, but the the song itself is really generic. And does it hurt the song that he doesn't sing in English? Do you personally think so? Uh, as far as Eurovision goes, yes. I think that's yeah. been confirmed in the past that you're hurt by yeah. not having any English in your song if it's in Eurovision. So it's right. gonna hurt him. Yeah, for sure. But but then again, then again, uh, a Portuguese song in Porto uh, in Portuguese won last year. So yeah, but didn't that have some English in it as well? No, no, I could have sworn it did. All. Not a single line of English in that line uh, in that song. Look, the guy I'm who died, first. right? I could, I think, I could have sworn. Dead. Yeah. Oh, didn't he die? Didn't you tell me he died? Uh, the no, guy who was I sick. Said, Yes, he is sick. Oh, he okay. I thought you told me he died, but all right. No, I told I told you he was sick. <laughs> well, we knew he was sick before, because we knew he was sick at Eurovision. He was so I don't know the, why in, you would yeah. tell me it again. I I could have sworn I, he died. He, but... he was in 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 the hospital. Is he dead? Okay, I'm going to yeah. Google go ahead and double while. check that. Uh, yeah. And introduce the next song, and I'll I'll tell you what I thought of that. Uh, yeah, but I need you to give this a score. Out of ten. Two, sure. A two out of ten. I'm writing it down this year, so we will remember it. I will give this uh, four. It's it's in the one ear in the other. Uh, the other one is Madame Monsieur with Mercy. Uh, this is the French uh, uh, the French uh, uh, to Eurovision the French Eurovision song what did you think about this? Uh, it's hard to tell if it's good or not but uh, it clearly had some kind of message about equality between people it's hard to tell because it's again not in english but the song was nothing special again to me i i i i got nothing from it really uh do you think it was better than the other one i thought they were on the same level to be honest 
They were just so generic and really? nothing special to me. Nope. I told you that he had the heart transplant. That was uh, what I told you. Oh, okay. Uh, Portugal Euro winner, Eurovision winner, Salvaro Salbarol has had heart transplant, and it was successful. So oh, that okay. is what I. So told maybe you. you had said yeah. that his heart stopped, and then he got the trans. Okay, that makes sense. Why I would think he would he was dead. Yeah. Yes, but uh, um, I, I, I actually like Madame Monsieur uh, Mercy. I think this is much better than uh, uh, I think uh, the what do you call it when when people do this the with with, with their fingers snapping with your fingers click, snap yeah the snapping in the fingers in the beginning is. Irritating as fuck, uh, and it goes through the song, and I hate when people do that in songs. So that is getting it minus. But I really like her voice. It's kind of velvet smooth. I I I kind of like that she she sings in French. Uh, it would never ever win in French if it wasn't in French. And I think the. Uh, the build-up for for this is so much better than Albania was, so this is getting a high score from me. But uh, what I'm is not your sitting score? there. I'm not sitting there comparing this song to that song because that's I'm I'm looking at this in Eurovision. There's plenty of other songs that it's going to be compared to. So comparing it to just this one song, I'm putting it by itself and saying how I like it just by itself. And yeah. I don't see this working on yeah. a Eurovision stage because it doesn't have enough build-up to a crescendo where you can have a good lighting, uh, a big lighting explosion where, like, the crowd gets really into it. This, this song doesn't have it. It's very the same all the way through. So in that sense, I'll give it a two and a half. 2.5? I will write that down. Um... I will give this a good six, I think, out of ten. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, this is my kind of Eurovision song. So, that is this week's two Eurovision songs, and we will do two new Eurovision songs next week. Probably we will do Britain's, because that's going on right when we are talking. We are... Uh, Recording when they are, have their Eurovision uh, choicing, Eurovision you decide. So we next one next week with someone else. Have you watched anything on TV this week, Luke? Uh, I did see some things on the television. Um, television. Uh, we good place finale. I saw that. Yep. I know Fro saw that as mm -hmm. well. What do you think, Fro? I thought it was really interesting. And uh, that can I spoil some somewhat? Uh, it's probably too soon to spoil things because it just happened. So okay, I'd wait. L let's just say the place they are going with the third season will be interesting. Oh yeah, I like what. 
the twist at the end, <laughs> and, and it totally makes sense. Like, yeah, in a way, you would think the way the uh, way it turned out that it it could be very cheesy because it's like, yeah. oh, we've we've run out of ideas, so let's just yeah. go back in time, which is a very uh-huh. easy, like storyline wise is very easy to do. But yeah. I'm I like you said, Fro. I have high hopes that they'll be able to do this pretty well. Uh, yeah, and so far from the last episode, I think they will. So. Me too. Uh, we'll have to wait a while for that, but that was good. That was uh, season finale of season two, I believe, right? Um, oh, Celebrity Big Brother UK finale, which surprisingly enough, I don't think me and Fro have talked at all about, have we? No. Even no, during the Super didn't. Bowl, we didn't mention Big Brother UK because it's no. kind of, you know, it comes and goes after, uh, once you're done with it, it's like you've, I've already forgot because we're moving on because tonight will be Big Brother US. Oh. Pretty excited for that. We are super excited for that, yeah. Um, Big Brother yeah, UK, so the so- winner was uh, Shane J, uh, Shane J, right? Yeah. Or yeah. what's his other name? Uh, uh, I don't remember. No. Yes, another name, but his drag uh, queen character has another name. Yes. And so most of the time they called him by his dra- drag queen character name, at least in the interviews, because he's dressed up that way at the time. But even he, because this was supposed to be the year of the woman for Big Brother UK, yeah. even he was like, this is a little bit ironic that I would win. Yes, yes. That's uh, uh, I was like, uh, uh, I, I liked him. And I was really happy to see that he won. He, he was definitely deserved winner we called it i mean you called it like uh in the third week or something yeah yeah, we both said we thought he was gonna win because he just uh he was never a threat to anybody uh as far as like he got along with everybody in the house and so they were never gonna put him up for eviction and so and nobody was gonna vote him out because all the uh fans liked him because he he did start uh some drama even even though he was pretty laid back, he would point out things to uh, Anne, you know, about yeah. her political views and things like that. Which that him talking with Anne about their political views that that was probably one of the more interesting things about yeah. the season itself. Um, oh, his drag queen character was called Courtney, right? Courtney, Courtney, yes, of course. Courtney Act, and then Shane yes. J, right? Uh, so yeah, I, overall, I, I was happy with it. Uh, I still think yeah. people were totally correct in being saying it's a little strange that he won year of the woman, but also not yeah. that strange. So whatever. Um, what else did I see? Oh, happy finale this week, the end of season one. Yes. Did you watch this bro? No, I did. I haven't had the time to watch it. I have, uh, I have downloaded the whole season, so I'm ready to see it this week. <laughs> I love the finale of this. Like, oh. I was super happy with the ending of this uh, series. I'll tell you that. And it's okay. it's a very, very, very dark comedy. When you think dark comedy, yeah. think as dark as you possibly can comedy. Uh, yeah. Almost to the level of horror movie, but also funny. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Forward. I really oh. enjoyed it, yeah. Really it's kind of strange because it's got a Christmas theme and we're already in February, but it did start in December, yeah. so 
uh, I just re- I would recommend it to anybody who likes kind of creepy horror movies, but also that are com- uh, dar- also like dark comedies. So yeah, happy. Uh, what else was this the week? Carbon, oh, altered carbon. Right, I did not finish Ar- this. I only watched the first three episodes. What do you think mm. of it, bro? Uh, I watched uh, approximately half of it. I think. Uh, I like it. I I I really enjoy it. Uh, it's it's uh, not different. It, it reminds me of other shows. Like I I when I watch it, I go, oh, that's kind of from that show. Oh, that's kind of from that show. Oh, that they they stole this from this. It's really dark, and I I like it. Yeah, as far as I have seen it. That was the thing I had a problem with it, is it felt like it was stealing from a lot of other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe it's because, I think, what was it, three weeks ago, I watched Blade Runner, and then I'm watching this, and it's kind of like, wow, there's a lot of similarities happening here between the new Blade, Blade Runner and this and this TV show. Right. But um, Overall, it's a very well-put-together show. I just, there's something missing about it that doesn't feel organic to me. It feels dynamic. Yeah. It doesn't feel dynamic enough. You're totally correct, yeah. bro. I don't yeah. know what it is. I can't really describe. I can't put my finger on it, but uh, it's good. It's just not as good as you would expect it to be. Uh, that's Altered Carbon. It's available on Netflix if anybody out there wants to watch it. Uh, last thing I saw this week was a TV show called AP Bio with the guy from Always Sunny. It's a pretty good comedy show. It's about a guy who um, gets fired from his teaching job at a university and ends up working in a high school uh, advanced placement biology class. But he he doesn't actually teach the kids. He just gets them to do his dirty work, uh, which is getting back at the people who got him fired from his jo- his job. So it's kind of, re- hmm. of a revenge comedy show. Uh, so far it's pretty good, but I've only seen one episode, so we'll see how see how it goes from here. Mm. Anything else you saw this t- on TV this week? Uh, no, no. I'm trying to think. No, no, nothing else I saw this week. Let's go to the main topic then. You seen The Shape of Water this week? Uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie about? I and I can actually say that without right, that's being... not a joke. Yeah, your repeated joke that you've repeated up until now, and it made sense, and now it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right, so the, yeah, we should describe what we're doing here. We're going to do the first of three of the nine best picture Oscar films uh, we watched. We've seen all three of these. Next week, we'll do three more, and the final week, after we do all nine, we're going to do our predictions of the Oscars mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, this week, uh, like you heard earlier in the show, we're going to do Shape of Water, Lady Bird, and Get Out. I mm-hmm. saw Shape of Water this week uh, by Guillermo del Toro, uh, written and directed by him. Um, the starring Sally Hawkins, Octavia Spencer, and Michael Shannon. Fox uh, it was put out by Fox Searchlight. Uh, it was came out December twenty second. Uh, we actually covered this on the show when it came out. The release was very limited release, if you remember that, bro. 
Mm. Uh, you remember when we covered it? It was like there were no reviews because it would only come out in like New York and uh, L.A. I think were the only yeah, places yeah. to come out. Uh, that was filmed in Toronto, Canada. Uh, it had a budget of nineteen point four million, uh, and so far has grossed in the U.S. forty five point one, almost forty five point two million. So it's made mm. quite a bit of money already. World worldwide gross. Uh, 51.6 almost million. So it's already, uh, even within the U.S., has over doubled its money back. So uh, it's doing pretty well. It's like a two-hour movie, I'd say. Uh, it says here 123 minutes. Um, give a little description of it. Uh, an otherworldly fable set against the backdrop of Cold War-era America... Uh, circa 1962, in a hidden high-security government laboratory where she works, uh, Elsa, played by Sally, Sally Hawkins, is trapped in a life of isolation. Elsa's life is changed forever when she and her co-worker uh, Zelda, played by Octavia Spencer, discover a secret classified experiment. Uh, I was really, really looking forward to this film, because uh, mostly just because... I know that Guillermo del Toro does good work almost every time, uh, without without fail. almost almost. <laughs> he has right. done some shit, mostly in his early career, and it was when he yeah. was kind of coming up. So you know, uh, sometimes to get as big as he's gotten at this point, you have to do some crap to yeah. get your foot in the door. So at this point, uh, in the last whatever seven or eight years, he's done nothing but good stuff. So, uh, and then and, this was also, I think, uh, had the most, um, nominations in the Oscars of any movie. So that was another really good sign. Uh, uh, did you have something to say, Fro? Yeah, no, I was just going to say that I have seen Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. I'm sure it's a really good <laughs> movie right. by him. <laughs> Uh, overall, I really enjoyed this movie. It's amazingly shot. Um, there's a scene in this movie, Fro, where it turns into somewhat of a musical. A very Ooh. one one scene. And you know how I don't like musicals, but they managed to... He managed to put this in here and really make it work uh, with the story. Uh, it wasn't overbearing, like, uh, to the rest of it to the rest of the movie. It just was one scene where they're doing a little dance and, uh, right. uh, singing a little song. And it was, it didn't, uh, it didn't turn me off, uh, how other movies would doing that. Uh, the way it's shot is really amazing. The acting is really amazing. It's, it's very dark, uh, as far as the film look of it. Uh, and it definitely has a deeper message to what it's about uh, than what's on the surface of the movie. It has an underlying uh, message that is about um, it's about love and acceptance more than anything else. Uh, but it's in this World War II era, which they did a very good job of keeping uh, the costume and. Uh, the look of everything around the characters in that uh, time period. So overall, 
uh, I give it like a nine out of ten. Ooh, wow, that's pretty good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this movie. There's no, I can't think of one bad thing to say about it. So yeah, nine All out right. of ten. Wow. I watched Lady Bird. It is uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, also wrote this movie. It has uh, Source Ronan in it. That's a really cool name, by the way. Uh, Laura Madcliffe, uh, Tracy Letts, uh, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Calmet, uh, Beanie Feldstein, Louis Smith. No, nothing really super known, if you don't know your indie movies. And that is uh, maybe my biggest complaint about this movie. Uh, but we are going to talk about that a little later. It uh, is uh, rated R. And no, it was rated R uh, for language, sexual content, and brief nudity and teen parking. Ooh. You know, oh, but we should go back parking. and talk when we're talking about Altered Carbon. If you don't like nudity... Don't watch Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. Holy nudity, <laughs> Batman. It's like holy every other scene, there's a naked yes. person. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, but continue. That That's uh, that's really true. Uh, it's uh, language. I think this is funny. It's in English, French, and Latin. And it's also known as Ladybird. El Joro de Vuelero. Hmm? It uh, is filmed in Sacramento, California. It had a budget of 10 million, estimated. It has had an opening uh, weekend at 364,000, but that was a limited uh, release on the 5th of November 2017. It has grossed in the United States 43 million eight hundred and twenty thousand six hundred and twenty dollars so far its uh, production uh, company is scott rudin production entertainment incorporated films its runtime is 94 minutes it felt like 60 fucking hours but that's another subject and yeah, it's num. Uh, should I read a little about it, maybe? Yeah, give us a little description. Christine Ladyberg McPherson <laughs> is a high school senior from the wrong side of the tracks. The wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, your chinchilla hates this uh, subscription. I no, understand. he's just he's from the wrong side of the tracks. My chinchilla. Oh, he's so. he's from the wrong side of the he's tracks. He's a bad dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad, dude. She loves for adventure, <laughs> suffocation, and opportunity, but finds none that in her romantic Catholic high school. Lady Bird falls to the title character senior year in high school, including her first romance, her participation in the school play, and most importantly, uh, her applying to for college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, sorry, Fro. I fell asleep during the description of that movie. Oh, uh, this is such artsy, artsy, artsy shit movie. Look. How, how the fuck did this get 
hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I didn't realize it was how? about her participation in the school play. Like, how uh, could that not be boring? I I I enjoy artsy movies. I do. When, but when they are trying to be artsy for the sake of being artsy, it gets so fucking frustrating. I I was I was uh, chatting uh, with my girlfriend a little at the end of the movie. And I was like, I have never been so happy to see a movie ending <laughs> than I have this movie. I was like, thank God that is over. <laughs> This is so trying to be uh, artsy. It's it's like it's like it's kicking you in the balls and uh, uh, trying to kick you in the in the uh, tear channels and also oh look how beautiful shot it is right, and this yeah. long artsy scene here and this long artsy scene there and now we're going to see her driving. Her car. Oh, let's film that in slow motion. Holy shit, this movie. It still has 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not at 100 anymore, but it's still pretty close. Uh, I give this movie a 1 out of 10. Jeez, okay. Uh, <laughs> Very, like, I... just because of the boring boredom of it? I hated this movie. This was supposed to be a comedy drama. I didn't even... Well, I smiled. I, I, I will admit I smiled once. When the subtitle... When, when the ending was, I smiled. I was like, oh, thank God this is over. What the artsy-fartsy movie. Did religion come into this at all? Or is the Catholic high school, is that just... The setting and doesn't oh, it doesn't the no. religion doesn't come into it. Not really. Oh, okay. Somewhat, maybe, but it's it's so fucking boring. I I I I I like artsy movies. I enjoy artsy movies, but be about something. Like this isn't about anything. So if anybody out there liked Lady Bird. Uh, give us an <laughs> email at another digital citizen at gmail.com and tell us why you like this why, film. Yeah, or tell us on our Facebook group. Right, or why anybody <laughs> like this because it's got 99% still and it's Oscar nominated, so it's got to be something, some reason people like it, but sure. But I mean, I mean, I know, I know you're never going to watch this movie. Uh, I, I mean, if I. If I was in a situation where other people wanted to watch it, and we all got, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out of my way by myself to watch it. Probably no. You're never going to watch this movie. You're never going to watch this. I know, I know you, Luke. You're never ever going to watch this. Well, movie. after that review, I don't really have any reason to, do I? So, <laughs> I almost want you to see it to tell me how fucking wrong I am. I almost watched it this week, so maybe I'll get to it next week. We'll see what happens. I just didn't quite have enough time this week, but... But let's talk about the movie we both seen. Get Out. Alright, I guess I'll start this out. Um, get Out uh, is a horror mystery thriller uh, directed by 
and written by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring, oh, I hate, this guy's last name is Daniel Kalawi, Kalawe? Kalawe. Allison Williams, uh, Bradley Whitford. Um, Catherine Keener, of course. Right. Uh, let's see. Is that really the tagline of this movie? A brilliantly crafted thriller? I don't think that's a tagline, but whatever. It's rated R. No. It's a horror movie, no. of course. Uh, release date was in February 24th of 2017. So this one is way farther back than these other two. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not being put out. It wasn't put out as Oscar bait, like some of these other movies that we're going to talk about that just came out in December. And it's like, clearly this is, uh, there's some Oscar bait happening in... For I'll tell you, lady, in though. The Shape of Water, there was definitely a little bit of Oscar Beatty stuff happening. Um, oh, Lady, of, uh, lady Bird was an Oscar Beatty movie from beginning to start. Uh, there was just a Ooh. few scenes, like there's an old guy, and every time you see him, he's watching like an old like black and white movie from back in the uh, day. So it's like, uh, that. but that, I mean, it was on his TV in the background, and you're watching the rest of the movie, but it was... Uh. Um, kind of giving you that, it, like, it's going, hey, uh, uh, we're yeah. associating ourselves with this old uh, uh, classic film, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Which definitely would, I... would make <laughs> yeah. the Oscar people look at it and go, oh, I like those old movies, you know what I mean? So, But I have to do the box office to get out there. Jesus, <sighs> mother of Christ, it cost $5 million to to make cheapest it one may... out of all three of these because ladybird was only yeah. was ten twice the amount as this so yeah and the, i can promise you look it didn't show <laughs> um no it's it's a really pretty movie i will give it that uh, but uh it made 33 million <laughs> the opening weekend in the united states wow <laughs> 33 million and you spending your budget five million was five yeah, yeah. That's quite Gross. a return on your investment, for sure. Yes, and especially when I t- tell you the gross in the USA was $176 million. Holy shit. And it had a, a worldwide gross of $254.7 million. That is, <laughs> that is huge. That is huge. It made made way more money than either of the other two movies, but they ha- also huge. have not been out as long. Uh, this yeah. came out all the way back in February, so you got to you know it's had a long time to make up its money, and it's gotten a lot of publicity compared to uh, maybe the publicity I've seen for The Shape of Water. I've not seen as much uh, commercials and things on even uh, online. I haven't seen as much uh, promotion of it, so. Yeah. Uh, this movie was 104 minutes, so it was actually a pretty short film uh, overall. Mm-hmm. A little synopsis. Uh, Chris and his girlfriend Rose go upstate to visit her parents for the weekend. At first, Chris reads his family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries leads him to the truth that he could never have imagined. That's actually a really good (laughs) 
plot synopsis of this movie without mm-hmm. kind of spoiling anything. Because um, mm-hmm. I would have a hard time doing a synopsis without get something getting spoiled. spoiling. Yeah. Yeah, but that was yeah. really well done by whoever wrote that, even though it's from Anonymous, but that's fine. Uh, why don't you go and give your score uh, or what your your overall thoughts of this movie, and then I'll do mine. Oh, I fucking love this movie. Uh, it is... Um... I will say the negative first. It's somewhat, it's somewhat obvious. It is, you see where the movie is going from the get uh, get giving, but I'm not sure I care. <laughs> I'm not sure if I care uh, that I know that the movie is going the way it's going, because it's going in the way that it's going in a surprisingly good way, and there's stuff. Things in, uh, including uh, hypnosis and shit I will not uh, tell you guys here. That is just so fucking amazing. And uh, I mean, without spoiling anything, the, the ending is awfully funny. And I, I, I just enjoy this movie from the get-giving. I would give this uh, eight, eight and uh, maybe eight and a half out of 10. Uh, and I, 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 I pretty much agree with everything Fro said. Um, I think one thing that it doesn't point out is in the synopsis here and that Fro didn't really point out is the underlying racial uh, aspects of this movie uh, mm-hmm. that it doesn't overtly put in your face, but it is very right. much about. Um, right. And also about kind of class war, like the rich people get to do whatever the hell they want and they treat the poor people like, you know, dirt, basically. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of that, the class war and racial uh, subtext to this film, uh, which is very important to why it was so, uh, why it was such a big deal, especially at the beginning of the year. And uh, Jordan Peele is not thought of as a, uh, or was not thought of before this last year as being maybe an Oscar worthy, even actor, let alone director. But now I think he's going to be seen as, uh, an Oscar level director. And I, am looking forward to other movies of his in the future. Overall, I'm going to give this like a nine and a half. So maybe even a little better than, uh, the shape of water, but mostly because they, made this for five million dollars and they got every dollar's worth out of what they spent so i gotta give them a little extra for that so yeah yeah you're going with nine and a half i go with eight and a half we're still agreeing it's amazing really 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 amazing movie yeah but talking about movies have you seen one this week well, besides Shape of Water, uh, we both saw The Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. We, we both did. And I'm going to guess and take a wild, wild, wild guess that we are totally going to disagree about this. Because I've seen online that everybody hated this. And guess what, Look, I fucking loved it. <coughs> There are things I like about this movie, and there are things that I really dislike about this movie. Um, okay. Why don't you go into it uh, first, and then I'll do it. No, no, let, 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 go first, dude. 
that didn't like it, and I, I will say why I didn't say I, liked I didn't it like so it. Much. I said I, there were things okay. I liked about it and things I didn't like about it. Um, it felt like, like they made a this movie. This is a prequel. Yes, sorry. You go. It felt like they made a movie, uh, which was a sci-fi space thriller, and mm-hmm. then they decided we're going to add in all these other scenes so we could put the Cloverfield name on it. That's how it felt to me. Okay. Um, I... The connections yeah. to the original don't work mm. because mm. Uh, we're supposed to believe that uh, what happened on this spacecraft is what caused the uh, the problems on Earth. So uh, mm. try not to spoil anything, right, Fro? But mm. in the original film... Cloverfield, when you see the monster in the original film, the things they're saying that are happening in the Earth in this movie, like the political uh, side of it in this movie, Fro, mm-hmm. aren't happening in the first movie timeline. That we know of. Uh, well, no. I mean, it, uh, in that movie, we see that... Every, but everything seems to be just like a normal uh, uh, New Year's Eve. It's not like yes, there's yes. some weird things going on in the on the Earth. Like people are concerned about world war or anything in the first movie. Right, 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 right. So I that agree. broke it a little bit for me. Um, mm. But I mean, as far once you let that part go, uh, I really did like the kind of the ending of it. I thought that part was oh. good. Really good. Uh, it is cheesy. It's not the best production quality, but oh. if they find a way in the next movie to tie all this shit together that I just the mistakes that I just pointed out, I'll be happy oh. with it. So overall, I'll give this a seven. No, six and a half. I'll give it a six and a half. So not that great, wow. but over uh, above average. So that is much much higher than I thought you would give it. To be completely honest, because I read so many shit comments about this movie that this is the worst thing ever, that this wasn't the sequel that we wanted, that this was uh, atrociously bad, that uh, anything in it was awful, awful. And I had a blast. I had a fucking blast watching it. From the beginning to the end, I just, I just like... Uh, it was, it was like a cold coke on a hot summer day. You know, it's not really good for you, but you fucking drink it with pleasure. Sure, right. <laughs> you know that sugar isn't good for you, and you, 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 you don't read the label. You don't care what what uh, that you're you're making a stupid decision. It is a um, movie. Where I think a lot of people were looking into it as, oh, here comes more lore into the uh, the, the storyline, and this is cre- uh, clearly a prequel. I, I'm not destroying anything by saying that this this is a prequel to the other two two movies that we we. I don't have think so. Not- I think this one's happening at the same time, pretty much as the first movie. Uh, somewhat, yes. 
some of it, yes. I mean, it's not happening in it's... the same, well, in the same place, or uh, right. Uh, no, I can't say that. It's not happening in the same in the sa- <laughs> same. This is that's hard. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> it's not happening. In the but same as far place. as where the first movie started, this movie yes. starts in the same, uh, or, or at least from what I see in the timeline of it, starts in pretty much the same time period. Yes. Uh, yes. But it's trying to explain. And why, why we are laughing? Laughing is because we have watched the movie and, and Luke kind of said something that was kind of a spoiler. No, I didn't. I avoided it. I could have gotten a little further and spoiled something, but. Um, but yeah, let, let, let's. I just think say that it's good. I think the f- uh, first movie. I think this movie is an attempt to explain the first movie, where the second movie. Uh, can be explained in the next film and we can tie all that stuff together in the next film. So as long as that right. happens, I'm fine with it. I think other people aren't thinking ahead and the, to me the fact that they already have the next film filmed and ready to go, it means that yeah. they have planned the, planned this movie to get to that movie and once we get to that movie, I think that we're going to be pleasantly surprised. But I think another person thing that I really like is uh, Chris O'Dowd the guy from the Get Shorty TV show, yeah, uh, was in this, and he's very funny. He's like one of my new favorite he's actors, really funny. right now. So, how did you like the Russian in this? Right, they definitely the trying scientist. to go for some Ru- Russophobia uh, in this movie, but uh... was he played good? You think? I don't know. I mean, it was fine. He was, I was fine with it. He was he, he Norwegian, you know. Oh, really? I've got a Norwegian, Norwegian guy to play a Russian. I mean, he was yeah. very stereotypical Russian, but other than that, it was fine. Mm. I, th- I think uh, he's... Uh, there's an eye scene there that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes of the movie, actually. I like yeah, the arm I'm... scene. The arm scene is probably my favorite, because oh. that guy is so funny. <laughs> he's so funny when he, see- when he yeah. sees it, and he's like, what the... Yeah. But I will give this an A. Oh, yeah. that's way up there. I don't. I don't think it's that high, but sure. I I, I really loved it. I really really loved it. Uh, anyway, you gave it six and a half, so it's not that far away. Uh, well, compared to, didn't you give one of the? Uh, didn't you give eight? Okay, get out okay. eight point five. Seven. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I give this a seven then. There, okay. that's what I was saying. It doesn't seem like it's that yeah. as high as Get Out, yeah, but. Oh. Yeah, no. Um, it's not any, as good did you as, see uh, any other movies this week besides that one? No. I didn't see any, but I did see some movie news. Mel Gibson is making Passion of the Christ 2. No. <laughs> Passion of the Christ 2? That is, that is physically impossible. Right, it's like making Titanic 2. I know, but he's doing it, so there you go. No. No, you're fucking with me. Look it up. Look it up. It came out this week. That, he, that they announced they were going to do the, it. Passion of the Christ too. What is that going to have, uh, be about? Ah, to kill Jesus again? I, yeah, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I guess the beginning of it would be them going to the uh, tomb and seeing that the body's not there, and then we'll continue from there. <laughs> they wake him up and say, get on the cross again. <laughs> they shake him away. Like... <laughs> they slap 
they slept <laughs> and they were going like, fucking hell, wake up! <laughs> it's time to do another movie, Jesus. This sounds like a Mel Gibson film all of a sudden, or a Mel Brooks film all of a sudden, not a Mel Gibson film. Look, look, they do CPR on him, get him awake, and hang him back on the One of the oh Romans is like, didn't we already get rid of this one? <laughs> Could have sworn that I dealt with this already. It's some bejesus. Oh my god. Woo. Oh, all the fucking ideas we have. Okay. <laughs> oh, but let's, let's see the movie trailer for Winchester. It's a mansion. <laughs> Somebody built it really crappily because the stairs don't go anywhere. It's under never-ending construction. <laughs> it was built on the orders of a grieving widow. Why would you put bathroom tile in a hallway? Nobody knows. Sarah Winchester is the majority shareholder of the Winchester. What's that hell, Miriam? Oh, yeah, there you Yes, it is. This is why it's called Winchester, because it's got guns. Maybe it's made by the people who built the guns. Inspired by actual events. Look. Inspired, yeah. Yeah. Some actual events happened. We were inspired them when we wrote a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> we were so inspired. Oh, getting crazy. Mm-hmm. Helmer. I like Helmer. I don't like Jason Clark, though. No. Never liked him. Not a big fan of him. Ah! No! Oh, see, the house the ghost built is in this trailer, but um, as of last week, everything online has changed to win just Winchester. But all the the trailer still st still says Winchester, the house the ghost built. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah. They shortened it up. I mean, it's generally they generally shorten movie titles so people can remember them easier. So, uh, yeah. Winchester. Yeah, what is this Oscar-nominated movie about? The most haunted house in the world sits on an isolated stretch of land that's 50 miles outside of San Francisco. Built by Sarah Winchester, heiress to the Winchester fortune, it stands uh, even stories tall and contains hundreds of rooms. Oh, no, it stands seven stories tall and contains... That's a pretty tall house. To an outsider, it looks mm. like a monstrous monument to a disturbed woman's madness, but Sarah's actually building a prison and asylum for hundreds of vengeful ghosts. Uh, Ooh. We got a uh, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's good, <laughs> and a uh, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I love that it's like 8 fresh and 60 rotten reviews. Uh, that's actually that's not like... that many reviews, but yeah. 
Yeah, but eight fresh and sixty rotten. That is pretty. Yeah. No wonder it has twelve percent. Uh, hey. <laughs> I was I was going through this. I was like, okay, and I found two two good ones. I found uh, from one Thomas Drufke Drufke on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, okay, and he gave this uh, one star. It's gotten to the point where I go to see movies that I have no interest in seeing and likely no will be bad just because I have a movie pass. I'm a firm believer in not judging a movie until I go to the theater, but sometimes it's difficult to escape what you see in the trailers. When Winchester was little to no substance in the marketing material, and the film pretty much followed suit. The story of Sarah Winchester and the haunted house she owned for many years felt so fascinating, owned so f for so many years, like a fascinating premise, especially knowing the similarities that it could have to the Conjuring films. However, Winchester falls flat as a boring horror movie that lacks uh, in uh, just about every fact of filmmaking. As haunted house horror films goes, naturally the main story threads involve a uh, possessed child and the demons that forces him to do insecable things. We've seen it before, do insecable things. We've seen it before, yes, time and time again. And besides the select few, I haven't found to be compelling narrative approach. Perhaps it's because uh, it's been overdone, or perhaps it's the most of the time the characters even aren't fleshed out enough. Either way, the possessed child in Winchester halted any sort of interest I had, even uh, with Jason Clark, Helen Mirror, and other shilling performances from up-and-comer Eamon Farrell from Twin Peaks, by the way. There has been not not much to write home about. And he gives it one star. But then I was no, watching... He this, says there's not like, much to write about, but he just wrote like a gigantic review of it. Yeah. But then I, I was looking at it, and it has a 41% on the audience score. And I was like, holy shit, there has to be somebody that liked this, right? Say right. Sure. Yes. So I found Dominic present to 20B and he gave this a five star. Absolutely terrifying. I was glued to my seat the entire time and screamed with every jump scare. Admittedly, I might be a noob to this genre, therefore I might find several things more scary than others. However, I love the movie that was inspired by true events and how the film plays with the sense of illusions and the real falls, at least in the first half. I went to the Facebook. Uh, it's pretty split there, too, I guess. Uh, is that what you saw on, on the Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty split. Uh, but it's I'd... like either they gave it half a, half a star or five. Right. <laughs> it's like 
either. I was seeing or, either like don't waste your money or se- like seven or eight out of ten. One or the other. It was yeah. like super split. But I found one that was more uh, a kind of off top, not not off topic, but it's not. Re- it's kind of a review, but not. But it's just really interesting that somebody put this on their Facebook page. Uh, Brandy T says, "I was a tour guide in this house. No ghost, you say? I quit." <laughs> Because not only did stuff happen to me in this mansion, but they started happening to me at home, too. Broken record players played this creepy happy birthday record, The Smell of Death, and at other times, flowers. Uh, We weren't allowed to use any fragrant cleaners, uh, so it never made sense. I was chased out of the house by a shadow man. I had too many experiences to list. Uh, Some alone, some with others. Was in the middle of giving a tour in the seance room when one of the windows slammed shut and something banged on the cabinets. The people in the tour started screaming, and I tried to run uh, the way. Oh, they tried to run out the way they came in. I had to show them the secret exit to get get them out the right way. They asked me if it was part of the tour. It wasn't. All I could say is this old house. Uh, the old house. It creaks. Anyone who has been in this place uh, says, yeah, this place is haunted. The movie, however, isn't going to do Sarah or her story justice. There is a feeling to this house. This trailer wasn't even close to the way the house feels. So. Hmm. I thought it was. And there was like tons of people talking to this person about the, you know, their experiences and everything. It's actually a very interesting little read if people want to go find Brandy N.T., uh, on the face on the Facebook page for the movie. Right. Cool beans. I think there was like fifty replies to it, or almost sixty replies. So yeah, there was a lot of yeah. interesting stuff there. Alone together, or as I call this episode, it was a fishy episode. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there, Luke. Yeah, I liked this episode. I thought it was really good. This was um, maybe their best episode so far. Oh yeah, the one I the one so. character we'll we'll talk about it that the uh, <laughs> in here is hilarious, but we'll get into it. Yes, we start in uh, the a tent and we see a easy baked oven and uh, and there's macaroni like... on the on this tent has macaroni on it for some reason. Yes. Yes. And we see that Benji is playing a fish game, and we see Esther. And she complains about uh, that Benji is uh, playing the fish game and that they shouldn't use money on it. But uh, Benji doesn't seem to care. And I was thinking, oh, so they are actually camping outside. So nice. Right, oh, I wonder what they're... month. It looks like they're camping, except they have an easy bake oven, and he's playing uh, ga- video games on his phone. It's like you know yes. the classic millennial camping, but playing video games on your yes. phone. Yeah. Yes. So I was thinking, oh, I wonder where in nature they are. <laughs> right. Was I wrong? Cause yes, you, I was. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you you just saw the inside of the tent, and and then they yes. open the tent up and. <laughs> and they are staying in line for a makeup. Uh, and uh, we get to know that Esther is wearing a diaper because she doesn't want to go and pee because she wants us to stand in line. 
I think they say it's Kylie's yeah. makeup. They never say Kylie Jenner, but I think that's what we're supposed to assume. Ah, uh, uh, I didn't get that actually. And uh, this girl comes and gives her compliments about her hat and her skin and asks her uh, what sunscreen she's using. And uh, Benji like, uh-uh, uh-uh, don't trust this girl. She's just saying things like that so she can cut in line. You shouldn't trust strangers when they compliment your hat. Especially when you found it in the dumpster just before <laughs> you came here. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she cool. and she goes, it wasn't in the dumpster. It was right next. <laughs> All right. It, yeah, it was in the dumpster. <laughs> then David comes. And this is my favorite character in this show. Oh, David. really? Okay. I really liked David. And he he's an ambulance driver. And we know that because he said, uh, well, we know that for two reasons. First, he said he could park everywhere, and on second of all, he's wearing an ambulance driver uniform. And he's got the bag as well. Like, yeah. the, the bag uh, a paramedic would carry around, and he's got the uniform on, yeah. And he says, I, I just parked in a red zone. I'm driving an ambulance. Right. <laughs> and um, uh you hear this girl behind uh, them go like, "Don't cut in line!" And Benji turns around and gets her to think she's responsible for her parents' divorce. <laughs> she, oh, yeah, she yells at them, and he just turns around and instantly like points out the flaws in her life. And the girl looks at him like, "Oh my god, he just broke me down!" And he just turns back yeah. around. So funny. Uh, but uh, David has this dummy. <laughs> <laughs> the CPR dummy <laughs> with him and he has to do mouth to mouth to mouth with it and he explains uh, why he's bringing the dummy in. and this lady comes around giving out bracelets where they are in the queue and she goes to David the doll is getting a bracelet <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking funny uh, then Benji plays more fish game, and uh, but then he sees this uh, aquarium because he left he left the queue uh, because he he wanted to stretch his leg. Right? Are we not going to point out the fact that how strange it is that they're waiting in line for makeup? Well, I I've been in line for more stupid things than makeup. What, like movie tickets maybe? Like, this is one a line yeah. like if it was movie tickets, but there's, like, people yeah. camped out, like, the night before waiting for it. I, it's just crazy to me. Oh, a side story. Can I tell you a really fast side story? I guess um, so. I'm sure. actually... Uh, I'm going to the premiere of a movie, actually, in two weeks. A Norwegian film called Norske Bygge Glosser. Oh, okay. Uh, has premiere in, in Lillehammer. And uh, the director and the one one of those that plays the main character is going to hold like short like introduction to it. Oh, that's so I'm fun. actually going to the movie premiere. Yeah, I think it was almost a week before it premieres everywhere else. It premieres like a pre premiere here in Lillehammer because yeah. one of the actors that is in it is from here. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, 
I used to do those anyway. all the time when I worked at a theater. Sometimes we'd get premieres like months ahead of time for like corporate events. You'd be surprised how yeah. many corporate people get to see uh, movies way ahead of time. Oh, I didn't, I'm not uh, surprised at all. Yeah, so Benji's uh, stretching and he plays more fish games and then he sees this aquarium and he meets. Right, he, owner le- he left the he- line because they have a. They say he needs to be back in an hour. To, right. to be in line or whatever, but he got the bracelet, so he left, and he sees the aquarium place, right? And he meets the owner. And who's the owner? Well, the owner... he This is my favorite character in the show. Uh, you like David, I guess, but I think the aquarium, or the fish store owner is my favorite. Uh, Benji walks in, and the fish store owner's like, Hey, man, this isn't a weed dispensary anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I no, I'm here to buy. I'm looking at fish. I'm just fish browsing. Yeah. And the uh, the owner is Bobby Lee. Uh, yeah. From Mad TV, except I mean, much older. Yeah. I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. I haven't seen him in anything. I was so surprised by seeing him back. And he's uh, giving Benji compliments because he's interested in fe- in fish. <laughs> he goes like. Yeah, you're a really cool guy. You are interested in fish. Like, I, and this is so cool. You're so cool. He's trying to convince <laughs> him that, like, chicks love fish, guys with fish. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, he's just trying to con him into buying a fish. But then, like, halfway through their conversation, uh, the fish store owner just lights up a, a joint. And, it, joint, and, yeah. and uh, Benji's like, I thought this wasn't a weed dispenser anymore. He's like, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random and hilarious. Uh, we go back to the queue, and uh, we see Esther with this teen gang, and they go like, "Oh, they compliment her, like they they give her the weakest compliments I have ever heard in my life. Like your roots for your hair is looking great and things like that." The one in the middle here, the one that. Uh... The guy, uh, the other two are the. There's the two women on the sides, and the guy in the middle. He's famous for something. I think he's a YouTube star, but I can't place him. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't recognize him at all. So I'm pretty sure I he's like a YouTube push. star that's famous for doing makeup. So that's probably why they. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, they get to go into the tent. Uh, then David is sent to out. Uh, to find Benji because Benji isn't there. Right, because the only reason these teens got in line here, because they got in the tent, which means they kind of cut in line in front of other people, uh, is because Benji wasn't there to tell Esther not to fall for their tricks. Let them in. Right. Yeah. Back at the fish store, uh, David thinks that Benji should get a fish. And uh, they <laughs> look at different fishes. Uh, like, I love how David is so fascinated by the fishes. Like, instantly making him kind of kind of dumb. Like, right. that's one of the things I His like. His character about him. in this show is supposed to be the most perfect guy ever. You know what yeah. I mean? He's like and always he's super interested in anything you have to say. He's a paramedic, yeah. he's tall, he's muscular. You know, he's got yeah. uh, good bone structure. That's what his character is supposed to be. And Esther is just kind of like, uh, he's just another guy. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, David, like, he wants to... Uh, uh, and when he gets in there, it's like, this is not a, a, a joint place anymore. And he's like, why does it smell like marijuana hair? It lingers in the place. <laughs> <laughs> but him and Benji had been just smoking weed and they're staring at the fish. Weed, yeah. And yeah. Benji's like, they're I've been staring at this like, fish for like 30 seconds and it's been staring right back yeah. at me. <laughs> and he has to explain like it's a mirrored tank. Yeah, it's very funny. Back at the uh, queue with Esther and the teens has gotten her to wear some gloves. And it gives Esther an allergic reaction to to something that is in the gloves. And this is uh, done with purpose. And you see that her hands is, is red and swollen. She's had an allergic reaction to whatever they, they put on her. Who knows what it was? Maybe like right. stinging nettles or whatever. But the reason right. this is all happening is because Benji's not there to tell her not to do these stupid things. And she's too right. gullible, to, and she's being tricked by people because all she wants to be is popular. Yeah, and uh, uh, this pregnant lady comes, and uh, she has got Benji's place in the queue. So, so this pregnant lady has r- uh, bought uh, Benji's place in the queue from him. And he sits, and she sits by by Esther, and Esther is like, "You're not my friend, Benji." <laughs> she goes like, "No, he sold me this bracelet." And you see, like uh, uh, Esther going so insanely angry, like, "What? You, he sold you this bracelet? But he's my friend. He's supposed to be here with me." <laughs> and he's supposed to like their whole plan was she was going to maximize the amount of people or amount of, like you're only allowed to have a certain amount of products you could buy so if she had benji there and david she could get three times as much of the stuff at the store that was her plan and now the that benji sold off the ticket uh and da- she sent david off to find benji her plan is kind of being destroyed here yes and uh, Esther uh, is uh, looking for Benji. And uh, Esther goes into the store. And the store owner hits on Esther like crazy. Like, so, uh, you like fishes? <laughs> <laughs> that is so, it's so pathetically bad. Uh, and he, and he, uh, she goes like, eh. I'm kind of with him and points to David and you say David like hello man <laughs> uh, but yeah Esther comes back uh, from the store uh, to the back to the uh, makeup right because David's uh, waiting David's waiting and was waiting in line for her uh, she right. went to find uh, Benji Benji and she gets yes. hit on by the guy and she goes I'm flattered but I'm kind of with this paramedic guy right now Yes. And then she comes back and she gets back too late. So they've already let people in. And David's yes. in the makeup store now. Right. And she tries to talk to the, uh, the teens that have been in her tent, but they totally ignore her. 
and as you say, uh, David is in the store. So she uh, talks herself into the front of the store, but this lady is not letting her in because uh, it's too full there. And she goes like screaming, uh, remember to take the black and like dark makeup, blah, 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 blah. And then we are at home with, uh, at uh, uh, Esther and Benji's place, right? This is Benji's house, because Esther has her own yes. apartment, remember? But we found out in episode one, she stays at Benji's all the time because she sublets, or no, she uses her apartment as an Airbnb sometimes to okay. make a little extra money. And Davis has gotten her all the makeup. <laughs> and and but she still kind of complains about one thing that he forgot but uh but it was uh, a trick then he goes, like he goes huh she thought she said uh, she complains about it but it was he is like actually it was just a trick and it was what it, the thing you exactly wanted so he's continuously he's still the most perfect guy yeah. ever he still like hasn't done anything wrong and uh, davis uh says that he has to leave because he promised Benji to uh, help him set uh, up the fish tank that he bought. So, uh, uh, but Esther is also coming, and she eats the fish tank. And Benji goes like, oh, real fishes are boring as fuck. <laughs> Right, and this is a gigantic fish tank. It, it's got a... I mean, that fish tank would cost over $10,000, Fro. Yes. For that fish tank. And he, he's like... Oh, yeah. He's bought this whole thing, and he's had people help him set it up, and... Uh, right, he said... He, then he says, these fish are boring as fuck. And he just starts playing the they game on his phone game. again. Yes. <laughs> After spending maybe ten or $20,000 on a fish tank, he got, goes back to playing on his phone. Esther and Benji in a yogurt bar without David, and she doesn't want to uh, be with him. And uh, Benji goes, "Why? Why not? Like he has a has a job." And and Benji goes, "Yeah, he's a paramedic." And she goes, "Yeah, I don't want to compete for his attention." <laughs> And Benji's like, you know he's saving people's lives right now. <laughs> yeah, you know he's saving people's lives, right? And she's got, I'm not sure I care. <laughs> so she dumps him. Because she has, he has a job, more or less. <laughs> because she wants him to and focus just on a, her. That's what she says. Yes. Right. And, and she, she even made a crying video. Where she fakes Christ. Right, okay, you missed something right here. Uh, it turned out she told Benji that, but then she says, okay, I lied. <laughs> I, oh. sent him a, I sent him a whole bunch of crazy text messages and one crying video. <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't hear that. Yeah. And Benji goes, and Benji goes, uh, oh, okay, that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> like, he's like, that first story didn't seem very good. And then she goes, but that's fine. I'm going to find a paramedic the old-fashioned way. And he's like, what? She's like, well, how much Froyo do you think I need to eat to uh, go into hypothermia? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, you don't need to You don't need to eat Froyo. Don't you still have that uh, Kylie blue makeup? 
And she's like, oh, yeah, you're a genius. Right. <laughs> so she's going to she's gonna fake hypothermia to try to find a boyfriend now. Oh. And there's the end of the episode. Good episode. Very funny. Really and Bo good Bobby episode. Lee was yeah. very good in this, I thought. It was. It <laughs> the was. part where he's it's like, good. uh, he's smoking the joint in front of the guy, and he's like, I don't understand. You've got no shoes on. You're smoking a joint. Isn't your boss going to fire you? He's like, I am the boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, do you want to hear a book in your ear? Then you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Audibletrial.com slash Another digital citizen. You get the 30-day free subscription. A free book that you keep even if you cancel your subscription. The audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't point it out, but I, uh, uh, I, I was going to mention it earlier. But WestCoastWrestlingConnection.com. Yeah, go check out the TV show. Apparently... They're going to be doing a review of it next week on Smart Wrestling Fan. So hopefully yeah. it's not terrible. <laughs> hopefully it's not a terrible we'll review, but we'll see what happens. We will talk about that next week, won't we? Uh, if, if I get around to listening to it before we record. Uh, it depends yeah. on when they actually put out their podcast as well. So we'll have to play that by ear, but hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you can also, if you want to hear me talk a lot about wrestling... You can go to that wrestling show on iTunes uh, and subscribe, as you should do with this show. And with, when you're done subscribing to this show on iTunes, what you can do is give us a five-star review. It will help us tremendously and get us to uh, get other people to subscribe. So give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would help us tremendously. Oh, yeah. Right? And even comment on there something positive that helps it too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Next week we will talk news of the week. We will do the second three best picture um, Oscar films. Uh, Don Kirk, The Post, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. We will do another digital review of 517 to uh, Paris. And the, we will no, do it's called the 1517 to Paris. Oh, the 15. 17. So, sorry. And we will do Alone Together, episode 5. All next week! Big week. Anything I've forgotten? No, I think that's it. Yeah. From Norway and United States of America, this has been another digital system. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.